0: You inspire songs of praise that rise from earth to touch your heart and glorify your name.
1: Nothing has the power to say
0: but your name. Jesus, in your name we pray. Come and fill our hearts today. Lord, give us strength to live for you. and glory.
1: Your name, your name Lord. And you are listening to the Church, located at 610 West Mill Road, Let,
0: Let the nation
1: sing it out, cause nothing, nothing has the power to say.
0: but your name, your name. Strong and
1: mighty My tower, tower, your name, is sheltered like no other, your name, let they the nation nations sing your light, but the nothing has the power to stay. say, no you know your
0: name. name. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time.
1: Yes, praise the Lord, it is chat time once again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures.
0: Praise the Lord. Did you ever wonder, (laughs) I ask this every week, did you ever wonder where certain phrases come from? You know, I've heard people say, don't put words in my mouth, and they're irritated because you say something that they think you've said. And actually that comes from the Bible and you can find it in 2 Samuel chapter 14, verse 3. And it reads, And come to the king and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Okay. So who knew? Who knew that some things come right from the Bible? Actually, I think, I think most things come from the Bible. Yeah, I do, too. People don't realize it. And so we're going to talk about some not-so-current events. These are kind of not-so-new. Um, you know, we were last week and the week before, I think, we were talking about abortion. Or last week, we were talking about how people feel like God gave us free will that's what it says, and that's why it's okay to have an abortion. How you know, people
1: are, uh, is that how they reason God I gave think, you free will, so it's okay to sin?
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's another article. A prominent pro life activist and former NFL player, Benjamin Watson, is chiding Georgia gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams. For a new ad that ties abortion to her faith and implies that God supports abortion. Benjamin Watson, a Super Bowl winning player and former tight end for the New England Patriots, posted comments on social media recently criticizing the ad from Abrams, who's been becoming more outspoken recently, in discussing her faith in, in relation to abortion. She's a Democrat nominee in Georgia for governor, and the 60-second ad shows CNN's Dana Bash asking Abrams, you are a Christian. You are the daughter of, a, of two retired United Methodist pastors. I'm just wondering, how do you think about your faith with regard to this policy? Abrams, in the ad, explains how her faith led her to change her beliefs on abortion. <laughs> I've thought about my faith, A great deal. In fact, I was anti-abortion until I went to college. And there I met a friend who had my shared faith values, she said in the ad. But we started having conversations about what productive care and abortion care really is. (laughs) And when I talked about that, it was an experience that I had because she was able to give me a different perspective and over the course of the next few years i really started thinking about what roles should the legislature play what roles should government play this is health care this is about a woman's right to control her body this is about a woman's right to experience and determine her future and that for me as a matter of faith is i don't impose those value systems on others more importantly i protect. Her rights, I protect her humanity, and that should be my responsibility. Now, uh, Benjamin Watson is the host and executive producer of the 2020 film *David Divided Hearts of America*, and said Abrams was misrepresenting, misrepresenting Christianity. Respectfully, if you identify as a Christian. Your authority is the word of God, not the opinion of a friend who shares your faith, he said. The ad, he says, conveys empathy, but it also conveys, conveys baseless compromise. If your Holy Scripture sanctions abortion as it does love, justice, charity, explain how, he wrote,
1: uh, right. Now, you see a lot of people who probably who are pro-choice, they'll probably say, well, you know, in the scriptures, the Lord said to uh, kill the babies. The Lord said, I'll kill your children. Uh, so the Lord is for abortion. The Lord said. Now, in those instances where he told them to go out and utterly slay them all, the women, the men, the children. I said, but this is the thing. He said, utterly slay them all. The men the women, and the children. He left none. He didn't say, let's go slay the babies, and uh, you have the right to abort your children. Never. It was always in the context of war, and it was always in the context of if he was angry, and he was going to chastise, and he saw a generation that was so wicked that they were incorrigible, he himself, because he made us all souls, belong to God. And therefore, he decides He says, "Who lives and who dies?" And so, therefore, if he sees man as man is, he doesn't see us in stages. He sees our soul. He doesn't see a baby simply as a baby. He sees the soul. He sees the baby as it is a child, a man, an old man, an old woman, woman, a young woman. The Lord sees the entire soul. So when the people try to justify,
0: no. So when you say he sees the whole, the soul, Mm -hmm. he sees the. He sees. He knows what you're going to be like before you're even born. Right. He He knows knows when you're going to be born. He knows who you're going to be born to. He knows knows you by name. And he knows exactly what you intend to do when you get older. Just
1: think of these people who have aborted their children. The Lord knew your child by name while the child was in your womb. The Lord knew. The Lord knew what the child would have accomplished how long the child would have lived. You end a generation. Just think, we who are alive today, we stretch all the way back to Adam. And then when you abort a child, you end that lineage. You just took it away. And when people say, well, a person could be evil, I said, but the good has always outweighed the bad, because God said be fruitful and multiply. The Lord established the standard, and People are just so wicked and so evil and so self-centered and so selfish, thinking they're going to live forever, but they're going to have to give an account to God.
0: Mm -hmm. So here's an article. Um, A group of California churches won a major religious liberty victory. Recently, when a federal court ruled that the state of California cannot force them to cover abortion in their insurance plans and at issue was ruled by the California Department of Managed Health Care that requires companies to offer insurance plans that cover abortion. Three California churches, Foothill Church, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and Shepherd of the Hills Church, subsequently sued the state after being denied insurance that did not include abortion coverage. And so the U.S. District Chief Judge Kimberly Mueller, an Obama nominee, sided with the churches, ruling that the state had violated the church's rights under the Free Exercise Clause of the Constitution's First Amendment. That clause says Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. The state's action, Mueller wrote, imposes a substantial burden on their religious liberty alliance defending freedom which represented the churches applauded the decision a government can't force a church or any other religious employer to violate their faith and conscience by participating in funding abortion for years california has unconstitutionally targeted faith-based organizations. So we're pleased the court has found this mandate unconstitutional and will allow the churches that we represent to operate freely according to their religious beliefs. Right. The churches in their complaint to the court had said the sanctity of human life motivates the churches, ministries, and outreach. Because the churches believe abortion is a sin, they cannot pay for or facilitate coverage for elective abortion in their employee health care plans. That's right. The complaint said.
1: Yes, because if you want to do something like that, do it on your own dime. That's how I look at it. Don't expect me to pay for it.
0: So someone sent me this article and it, and it had a question in this article. And it says, do the souls of aborted babies go to heaven?
1: It's up to the Lord. He knows those that are his.
0: And the article says abortion as we know it today was not practiced in biblical times. Right. As no. we know the, it the closest,
1: today. Right. The closest I've seen is when Herod sent out and killed all the children from two years and under. You know, and there was and, and, and the Lord said, and the people wept and would not be comforted because it is not normal to kill your babies
0: and so it, this article says uh, it was not practiced like it was like it does now in biblical times, and the Bible never specifically mentions the issue of abortion. It is clear from the scriptures that an unborn baby is known by the Lord even from the time of conception according to psalms 139:13 to 16 although the bible does not mention abortion or aborted babies we do have two key keys to help us unlock the answer to the question of whether the souls of aborted babies go to heaven the first key is from the only passage in the bible where something specific is said about the death of infants In 2 Samuel, uh, chapter 12, we learn of David's affair with Bathsheba and another man's wife. David was informed by the prophet Nathan that the child produced by that union would die. David then began to fast and pray, asking the Lord to not carry out his judgment. When the child did die, David got up from praying and fasting and ate. When he, asked, when he was asked about his behavior, David uttered the words in Sam, that's recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. Now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? Shall I go to him? But he shall not return to me. And David's words were a clear understanding that the child could not come back to earth, but David would be with his child one day in heaven.
1: That's right. The Lord gave him a, a, a inner knowledge. But just like uh, in any other uh, situation, God knows those that are his. It's like when he said of that, the, the one child out of a whole lineage, the Lord said that he alone would be able to be buried in the sepulcher of the king. The rest died in the streets and the field like dogs. He said because had he lived, He would have done good, some good in his days. The Lord knows those that are his. He knows the person given the opportunity, given the chance to hear the truth would have chosen him, would have lived for him and would have acknowledged him. So we can't, that's why the Lord says every person has to answer unto their own master. We can't determine who is or who isn't in, in this instance because we don't know. God hasn't given us any other type of revelation other than the fact that he is God and that he says all souls are are his and that the soul that sins shall die and that he knows those that are his.
0: All right, so in this article it says, the second key to dealing with this issue is an understanding of the character and attributes of God. A God of justice must punish sin. For the Bible teaches us that the wages of sin is death, and that's in Romans 6.23. Now, I don't know, what, tell me what you uh, think about this statement in this article. Neither an unborn child nor an aborted baby has had the opportunity to willfully sin. However, every child conceived bears the sin nature inherited from Adam, according to Psalm 51.5, and is therefore subject to judgment. At the same time God reveals himself as a God of goodness and mercy in Psalm 136:26 and he is gracious in all his works according to Psalm 145:17. It could very well be that God in his grace applies the sacrifice of Christ to the unborn victims of abortion. We know Christ's blood is sufficient For such a thing, after all, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world.
1: But the Lord knows the soul. See, in this particular article, they still are looking at the soul or the baby through the eyes of man. They're not looking uh, or capable, you're just not able to. But God sees the soul, period. You know, not through the eyes of man, but because the soul belongs to him and he knows even though people say well the child isn't old enough to have sin in the natural that is true but the lord in the spiritual knows that soul and he knows whether or not that soul would have yielded to him because that because we were all born under sin we were all in this it, it, sinners right so we were all having to go before God acknowledge our sins repent and receive right. salvation that's where the error comes in that when somebody tells you the truth you reject the lord that's where the error comes in and that's why people die and go to perdition because when they're confronted with the truth instead of humbling themselves they double down and refuse to acknowledge that God is God and receive salvation. So the Lord knows the soul that would have acknowledged him and the soul that would have rejected him.
0: So the rest of the article says, the Bible does not specifically say whether or not an unborn child who dies goes to heaven. Without a clear passage, we can only speculate. However, we know of God's love, goodness, compassion. We know of David's confidence that he would be with his child again. But you know, I think that was like a specific revelation, you know, that mm-hmm. David had. Right. Not a not a general, general blanket. Right. The
1: Lord let him know about his revelation
0: son. for everybody. Right.
1: Because the Lord let him know about his son. David was fasting and praying, and the Lord gave him comfort. You know, the Lord has done that with me, and and so it's like the Lord gives you something so that your mind can be at rest. Concerning something,
0: and it says, "As we know that Jesus invited the children to come to Him, like it says in Luke eighteen sixteen, based on these sureties, we believe it is appropriate to conclude that the souls of children are immediately in the presence of God when their lives are cut short by abortion." Maybe we are
1: all in the presence of God, whether their life is cut short by abortion, murder, natural causes, illness. All souls belong to God. We are all in the presence of God. Whether or not he receives us as his children, that's where the decision comes in. God does the separating from the wheat and the tear, The The sheep from the goats. From the goats. The Lord determines who is his and who isn't. We don't determine it. You know, sometimes we look at people and, and just based upon... The things that we've been taught is not necessarily scripture, it's more or less custom and culture. You might look at somebody and not regard them as being saved. And the Lord is saying they're saved, like he did with my grandmother. When we were coming up, women just did not wear pants so if we saw somebody in pants oh no they're not saved we, we hit, there was a saint that went to California came back and she was wearing a pantsuit and oh my gosh she was like oh what, what happened and she went to California oh okay that's what happened you know? but people in, in more or less is of culture there are certain things within the Bible that the Lord is specific about like bearing the thigh and, be, and your nakedness but a pantsuit you know? mm-hmm. so there's just certain things God has to give us an understanding And a revelation and an insight.
0: Well, the same person who sent me this article also sent me this article, and the question is: If aborted babies go to heaven, why is abortion wrong? And so the article says, "We who defend the sanctity of life sometimes face questions." That's a dumb question.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's like (laughs) saying. If you're saved and I kill you and you go to heaven, why is murder wrong? I should be able to just kill you because you're going to heaven anyway. (laughs) That's a stupid question. It
0: says, why do you say abortion is wrong if babies go to heaven when they die? That question often has a follow-up. Aborted children never have a chance to grow up and reject Jesus. Thus, by your own reasoning, abortion fills heaven now and that, keeps people out of hell. Isn't that a good thing?
1: That's a sketchy answer, too. You know, right. the answer is sketchy. So. so it
0: goes on to say, considering abortion as mercifully sending babies to heaven <laughs> is an invalid option because for Christians you have- for several reasons. Okay. First, we believe that heaven and hell are real. Then we have to believe that there is a God. And yeah, if there's, there's a God, God first, man. and if there's a God, well, I'm just reading what the I know. Says, we need to care what He said on the subject of abortion, and by that measure alone, we cannot justify killing the unborn—an action that God expressly
1: forbids. Well, this is this is
0: uh, now it he says forbids He man. forbids in Leviticus chapter twenty verses. 1 to 5 in verse 2 and Kings 24, 2 to 4. God commands us not to commit murder in Exodus, Exodus twenty thirteen. 13. Yeah. He knows the child before birth, says Jeremiah yes. in chapter 1, verse 5. And in the Mosaic law, he prescribed punishment for killing an unborn child, according to Exodus Chapter 21, verses 22 to 25. Abortion is never an act of mercy. It is always an act of shedding innocent blood. And you can find that in Proverbs chapter 6. Right.
1: That's because the soul belongs to the Lord. But with this particular article, you have to uh, take the uh, stance that they're correct in saying all aborted uh, souls Automatically go to heaven. I can't say that because of the way the Lord looked at. I mean, even children, and He would say, not even the children. They were so wicked that the Lord said, not even the children are allowed to survive. The Lord says, man, woman, child, young, old.
0: Don't spare and nobody. And then He
1: said, after He, after they. After he told them not to spare anybody on some occasions he even says salt the earth that they were there so that nothing ever grows there again so it's up to the lord
0: so this article gives three reasons uh first the reason that we reject the idea of mercy motivated abortion is fairly simple because god said not to kill regardless of what we may think god told us killing of innocent of the innocent is wrong period Just as with parent-child relationship, the only thing we ultimately need to know is that the father has said no.
1: Right, because in the natural, they're innocent.
0: A second reason that abortion cannot be justified as merciful act is that we are not absolutely sure what happens to those who die before they are born. We have many good reasons to think they'll be in heaven, but we don't have any biblical proof. Right, the soul belongs to God. With those two reasons in mind, we can pose a statement that God didn't just kill Cain before he sinned. The fact doesn't tell us exactly why we should not abort a child for mercy's sake, but it does tell us that God does see, does not see killing to prevent sin as a viable option. Right. You
1: know, it's like saying you're sinning to prevent sin. Get
0: this third reason in real quick because we're running out of time. The third reason that we cannot justify abortion on the basis is that it sends babies to heaven involves eternal rewards. An aborted child has been denied the chance to serve God in his life and gain rewards that's for a heaven. Weak,
1: that's a weak argument because it's up to the Lord to determine what your works, what, what you will be rewarded as. That ah. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> Martha, they, spot. gets you all excited Martha's here. Spot. And then um, it says logically the attitude that abortion is merciful in that it sends babies straight to heaven would lead us to kill all children born or unborn. After all, it's not really... If it's really... Better for them to be dead then we should do them the favor of killing them just, and sending them to a better. Just place. kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Anyone who takes seriously the idea that babies in the womb should be killed to send them to heaven would logically have to favor the killing of a single know, child. In every. Who is. In, in
1: every. A disabled person, every person that's basically Well,
0: you know they're doing that. Yes. That's what they're doing. And it's murder. And that's what people are... And it's like
1: Satan cannot cast out Satan. A house divided against itself
0: cannot stand. Well, anyway, that concludes our program for today.
1: Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from 1 John 2 and 6. He that saith... He abideth in him, himself also to walk, even as he walked. Now, ain't God all right?
0: God God is is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was when you find the Lord, what do you get in return? And the answer is life and favor. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35 which reads, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. This week's food for thought is, When the Lord spoke to Job, how did he do it? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.